Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. North Dakota State. Montana State tomorrow kicking off noon Mountain Standard Time on ESPN2. Looking forward to this football game. You and I, I think, are going to sit down and take this thing in together. You're going to be tweet storming, but I'm going to be feeding you the information to tweet. So when you're reading at Skyline Sports MT tomorrow, just know that's at Gus Tutel who's giving you all the good info. I just can't type fast enough, Colt. So you got the digits. <laughs> you set them on fire like that. But when you look at this game, just, you know, uh, uh, initially, uh, We've you've talked about the fact that you can't out North Dakota State, North Dakota State. We've said that sort of thing. Like you don't want to line up and do what they do because they're going to do it better than you. You have to do something else. And yet, broadly speaking, broad strokes, these two teams do want to do the same thing. You know, Montana State wants to go ahead and 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 be tough on defense and be you know locked down really both directions, but especially in the run game. And they want to run the ball all over the place. North Dakota State. They also want to run the ball over the place. Both these teams have had the capability to do it. Which one, which one is able to do it better tomorrow? Well, I think that one thing that's a Jeff Chope preaches his concept of culture and what he wants the mentality of his team to be so often, so relentlessly that. I think that one of the number one underrated factors of Montana State is actually their speed and athleticism. We think of this Bobcat team as tough because that's what Choke talks about. Mm. But when you actually think about Montana State's defense, who is actually a power player? Chase Benson is... And Callahan O'Reilly is, the two guys in the center. Everybody else is getting by on, not getting by, dominating with athleticism. People equate toughness with like something like the literal imposition of will, where I'm just going to pick you up and move you. But there's plenty of tough guys that are 170 pounds. Maybe the toughest guys are 170 100%. pounds. But to your point, Montana State can be tough and quote-unquote athletic, fast, speed guys, as opposed to power in, in the North Dakota State sense of the word power. 
think of Amandre Williams. I think Amandre Williams has gotten less shine because he's not a returning starter from last year. He's not a Montana guy. He's not a captain. But Amandre Williams has been the number one key factor for Montana State defensively because his ability to actually play the buck position as it's supposed to be played allowed Montana State to then move Bryce Sturk to a strong end. It allowed Montana State to move Derek Marks to three technique. It allows Montana State to play Chase Benson inside, outside, uh, all across the interior spots. And I have no idea if Amandre Williams is tough because he's never gotten touched. He's that athletic. He sheds blocks. His pass rush skills and his high motor and his ability to not let anybody touch him is unbelievable. Yeah. And he, he he got third team all league this year. I thought he should have been first team all league. That buck spot is so hard to nominate a guy at because it's a hybrid position. So you're always going to kind of fall through the cracks. But his production's been unreal. He's got 16 and a half tackles for loss. And he's been sort of the linchpin because his presence has then allowed them to move guys all around the defense. But when you look at what Montana State does, they do it with athleticism and speed way more than they do it with power. That's not to say they don't have powerful guys. Bryce sure. Sturk, Chase Benson are powerful guys. But it's it's way more of a, uh, a flash than it is a thud. And uh, on the other side of the ball, I think that's going to be the key to the matchup too. Montana State's offensive line has continued to mature and mature and mature. Jeff Choate said something interesting. Jeff talked about Mitch Brock, obviously, a preseason and postseason moment. He'll make his 50th straight start on Saturday. That would be Montana State's all-time record. Breaking John Wide now is record. Impressive by this guy. Well, I've talked about the progress of Billy T. Ross and Silver and Lewis Kidd all fall as well. But Chilt said something interesting two weeks ago. He said, my number one guy on the offense that I would have stood on the table for and argued for his first team all league before he got hurt was Connor Wood, the right tackle. And you think about losing a first team all league player against Southern Utah and not having it for most of the last five weeks, Hasn't even been a story. We haven't even right. talked about that because that's how good Jake Sessions has been. So the maturation and progress of Montana State's offensive line is real, but then you also look at the athletes, and that's going to be the key factor in this game. Is Montana State's speed skill guys. Travis Johnson did not look healthy last week. That will hurt Montana State big time if he's not a 100% go. Logan Jones, Kevin Cassis, they'll have athleticism advantages on the perimeter. Can they take advantage of them? And then the last one. I wrote a feature about it today. You can go check it out at But we've talked about backs against the wall, fighting their way out, you know, playing with, playing like you have, like it's a winner go home game for six weeks in a row for the Cats. One of the number one factors has been Isaiah Costin and, and his return to the line. Well, that's the other thing that, uh, you know, that Coulter, I think it's an interesting thing. You tell me this when you take a look at this matchup. What percentage do you put on the likelihood that these uh, two teams... Hold on, hold on, David. Coulter, what are the chances that you put, and I'm sorry, I think we had a little technical difficulties, but I think we've gotten it sorted out now. Coulter, when you take a look at this game, what are the chances that you put on the uh, 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 Montana State Bobcats actually pulling off the victory here and getting the win? What percent do you like? Uh, do you put it out? Because you, you, we've looked at this a lot, we've talked about the optimism, but you still continue to sit here and go, uh, not so fast. Yeah, I mean, it's just so hard to say that anybody has a chance in a place where a team has only ever lost one time in the history of the playoffs. 
I mean, North Dakota State is 32-1 and at the Fargo Dome in the postseason. They've won 27 straight home games. So th- this is a, a program that they don't even know how to lose at home. And so, I mean, I think Montana State has done as good a job improving their roster in one year when you talk about the rematch in the playoffs as any team that you could think of. I also think that Montana State has almost every element but you want to, this game's going to come down to two things in my mind. Because Montana State's going to be able to hang up front, both sides of the ball. It's going to come down to can their skill positions make plays and can they use their speed and what do they get from Tucker Rovig? They're going to have, Rovig's going to have to hit two or three long bombs. And, and that just, if with him, with the way that they're operating on offense, it just comes down to just chucking it. Just chuck it up to Kevin Cassis, let him make a play. But just don't throw a pick. Don't melt in the moment. You have to just stay within yourself but hit a couple big plays. That'll be key for Montana State. Okay, but you didn't do the thing that I said to do, and that's put a percentage on it. What's your percent chance that Montana State wins? I mean, I said this earlier today on a hit I did up in Kalispell, and I would per- I would have put the percentage of any team winning in Fargo in the playoffs over the last four years, with the exception of the James Madison team that did win, at 0%. Zero. No chance. There was no chance. That was your Burn Street Bistro Burn of the Week. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and Secure, am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Zero chance, says Coulter, blowing it up for the Burns Street Bistro. But now what? I think that Montana State has a 5 to 8% chance. <laughs> I think one out of 12 matchups, Montana State could win this game. I mean, one out of 12 is like 8%, like you said. I think, I think they're 1 in 8. I got them at 12%. What do you think about that? I mean, maybe. Here's the thing. So often in college football, even the absolute highest level of college football, the team that loses, loses. North Dakota State has not beaten themselves in almost a decade. Yeah. Not, not once. That's crazy. So you're going to have to beat them. You can't rely on them making a mistake. Like, it's not as if Trey Lance is just going to go throw three picks. It's not happening. So you, it just comes down to can you... It takes an element of luck, or can you hit? Can you have a missed tackle on a fly sweep that gets a seventy-yard touchdown? Look, here's the thing: I'm certainly not picking Montana State to win, but if you want to look at this on the reasons why they can, it it is as follows: North Dakota State, for as great as they've been, and they're great again this year, is not as good against the run in particular as they've been. Charlie. Now they 
they have still been dominant where it matters, and that's what? Scoring defense. I mean, their scoring defense is through the floor in the best possible sense. 11.4 points per game. Okay, but that, you know, not being able to cash in in the red zone is obviously their red zone defense is outstanding, and that's really the moneymaker. That's where you get it done. So there's no reason to think that it won't be stout again. Nonetheless, Montana State, they run the ball, and they run it in a very unorthodox fashion, and they do it very, very effectively with a ton of guys who know what in the world they're doing, both carrying the ball and blocking for the ball carriers. They're going to pick up yards on the ground tomorrow against North Dakota State. Like, that's going to happen, and I do think that there is some opportunity to you actually get that thing and stick it across the line. So I think Montana State is a better run team than just about every team. And take nothing away from even Illinois State last week with 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 Robinson. He had a nice day. Well, a nice first quarter, really. 58 yards, I think, in the first quarter. Still didn't get to 100. But he's one guy doing the same thing, running power and counter. And as great as he is, and he's outstanding... There's not, there's no versatility in that. I mean, you can run it every different type of way you want to, but you know they're turning the ball and they're handing it to the running back. They can't throw the ball, and that's it, and that's all. Montana State presents a lot more that you have to keep your eyes disciplined with, and a lot more looks that that teams, uh, you know, can't really prepare. You can't, you can't, you can't teach what it is like to go against a guy who runs a 4-3, and you you can only prepare so much for all of the really, truly different looks that you're going to end up getting from the Montana State Bobcats on the ground. The other thing, if you want to, again, continue to look at this on the optimistic side, Tucker Rovick has been much better the last month uh, of football than he was in the first two months that he was playing uh, in, in this season. And he's going to have to be good again tomorrow. I don't think he has to be, I don't think he has to be all of a sudden the second coming of anybody, nope. but he has to be the best version of himself. And nope. he, can't, he can't throw interceptions, which he has not done. He has not been prone to throwing the ball to the other team, but he is going to have to complete some balls probably down the field at some point just to keep things honest on the North Dakota State side of things. Will he be able to do that? I don't know, but he can do that, which I wouldn't have said a month ago. Like, if you would have asked me, is that is he is he capable of doing that? I would have said, no, he's not capable. He's shown that he is capable of that now, and so I think that that is reason for optimism for Montana State fans as well. And then defensively, I mean, they, they've been absolutely lights out. You're going against a great team, a great quarterback offensively, and again, I, I the, the, the hesitation I have here is I think people continue. You talked about people think that, Montana State, because they get talked about as being tough all the time, they they forget that they're actually an athletic speed team in a lot of instances. That happens to the Bison as well, Coulter. They they have such a huge and and dominant offensive line that people forget, oh, their running backs are absolutely lightning. Their wide receivers haven't been as good this year, but their quarterback, especially Trey Lance, he can do it all, absolutely everything through the, you know, through the air and with his legs as well. I think that's something that is not paid enough attention to. Nonetheless, if you ever wanted to have a defense to try and stop that, it's probably the Cats defense. Well, and that's the thing is North Dakota State certainly is not at the caliber they were last year in terms of their their athleticism at their skill positions. Ty Brooks, Adam Cofield are not Lance Dunn and Bruce Anderson in the backfield. None of their receivers is like Darius Shepard on the outside. So they do they have quote unquote downgraded in that element. The two ways that Montana State resembles Boise State, and th- and that's sort of the blueprint. Jeff Choate worked for Chris Peterson at both Boise State as well as Washington. But the two ways the Cats most resemble Boise State is the ever-evolving and diverse defense that they run, which is no surprise considering Pete Kukowski was at Montana State and then was at Washington, or excuse me, then Boise State, then Washington, 
And then Kane Ione, the defensive coordinator at Montana State, just spent two years as an analyst for Pete Kukowski. So right. the ever-evolving defense, that makes sense for sure. But the other place, and this comes 100% from Matt Miller, and this is Matt Miller's biggest influence on Montana State, is the prevalence and the fortitude to run trick plays. Mm. And trick plays are so tenuous in big games because if you hit them, you look like a genius. If you hit them, some, when you run the backside fly sweep with Tyrone Marshall and Tyrone Marshall beats Bobby Houck, Robbie Houck to the corner of the end zone and it's a 29-yard touchdown, some people don't even know that was a trick play. They, they just think it was an, a well-executed run play where right. a guy beats you to the edge. But then sometimes you run the swinging gate from your own 30 against Sac State, and now you're set, you're down 21-7 because you screwed it up and, you, and it was a fourth down. And, and, that, and, it's, and you're that's, the biggest that's dope in the history of the world. you look like a dope. Right, but, right. but you have to give them credit. It's just like those Chris Peterson Boise State teams. They're going to dial it up, and that's the thing. That's the number one parallel I would make is that what's one of the biggest upsets in college football history? Boise State against Oklahoma. State. Boise State against Oklahoma. Oh yeah. In the I believe Fiesta it was the Fiesta yeah. right. Yeah. I mean the most epic comeback, and then the Statue of Liberty yeah. play. And how do you slay a dragon? How do you beat the number one team in the country? You got you got to roll the dice, and then you got to hit it. You have to hit the jackpot you, when you do it. You know, I thought this was this was uh, uh, interesting too. You told me, you know, Austin P. When they went to uh, Sacramento State and won that game, they they weren't leaving anything to the next week. They put it all on the table for Sacramento State and then all on tape. And they won that game and they won it handily and they did their only onside kick and everything. But they really there was no there was nothing left for them in terms of I don't know, surprise factor, I guess, to a certain extent. Now, you can always draw stuff up during the week, but I think Montana State, this is that game for them where they haven't had to, you know, get out there, even though what they do in general is unorthodox, so that helps them. But I think that there is going to be some some pretty interesting stuff that you're going to see, and they're certainly going to run some things in this game tomorrow that this will be the first time that they have run it maybe ever. In the, in the history of Jeff Choate, certainly the first time this year. And so uh, that's stuff that I'll be looking for as well. I think it's a very good point. So the other thing worth mentioning, and this is our, our mic dropped when I was making this point, but when when he is juiced up, Isaiah Afonso might be the best running back in the country. Mm. I mean, he's, cer- he's certainly in the conversation. And in terms of power backs, I have not seen someone like him in a couple of years. And... He's back to full strength. He's rushed for almost 500 yards in the last three weeks. Yeah. I mean, he was a revelation against the Grizzlies, and he was dominant against Austin Thomas dominant. last week. Dominant. So, I mean, is he going to go out and rush for 200 yards against NDSU? Really unlikely. But having him back in the fold, it's been one of the most underrated factors to this search for the Cats. Joe talked about it all year. We're doing this without Troy Anderson and Isaiah Afonso. Well, now they got one of those two guys back. That's yeah. a huge shot in the arm for Montese, too. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. 
Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Well, happy to welcome in from CMR, a senior linebacker there for the Rustlers, Caleb Stringer. He is uh, a senior at CMR, and he is our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. Caleb, thanks so much for being with us. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Well, we're certainly happy to have you on, and congratulations on being the Student of the Week this week. Let's talk about this. You're a senior over there, and you're playing uh, football, and also in the spring you're you're throwing and uh, doing the shot put and discus on the track team as well. Have you just always been into into football and sports? Oh, yeah, since 5th or 6th grade, I've been playing football, and uh, my freshman year, I kind of just got into track, and it was an interesting thing, and threw myself at it, and had a lot of fun with it, and continued with it through high school, and yeah, football's just always been pretty fun. And then when it comes to track, was that just kind of, is that something to just keep you, uh, you know, on your feet and in shape, and something to compete at in the spring as well? Oh, yeah. Uh, those guys that do track all around the state are super competitive when it comes to throwing chopper and discus. So it's really fun to get out and meet a couple new guys. And it definitely keeps me in shape through the year. It was kind of nice during football season just to have uh, another little exercise at the end of the year preparing me, preparing me for the next football season. You know, with football kind of maybe being the main sport and obviously the one that kind of gets the most attention and more people come out to check it out and stuff like that, but when you got into track on the, on that side of it, did that all of a sudden kind of like carve out a spot for you where you're like, hey, man, this is cool. I like doing this over here. Oh, yeah, for sure. I Like I said, my freshman year, I uh, just decided to throw myself into it. The first day, someone was like, oh, track starts today. And I was like, okay, well, here we go. And so I jumped on it and started doing it. And it was, it's definitely just kind of put a place in my heart for sure. I'll never regret ever doing that. You know, it's interesting, too. The, you uh, you do a lot of stuff with construction work, which, by the way, I admire because I got no skills when it comes to anything like that. <laughs> but this is cool because there at CMR, it's actually a class where you're going out and helping build uh, houses and stuff like that for, for, uh, for folks in need, right? Yeah. Uh, so NeighborWorks uh, puts this house thing on, and it runs all year long, and we kind of just start with our foundation and work our way up from building the house. We'll sheetrock it. We'll do all the interior work. And, it, yeah, it's just a super fun class. And, um, yeah, NeighborWorks sponsors it, and runs um, through both schools. Great Falls High and CMR does it. So I have a couple Great Falls High kids in my class, which is really interesting because you don't always get to meet those kids from the other side of the river right and, and that's that, a really interesting class right it kind of brings everybody together in that way and then you also actually took it even a step further and went all the way down to houston with your youth group right and kind of did some of the same stuff down in texas yeah so there was what i did in houston we had like a service day when we went down there and it was like we handed out books but there was other kids um that had put fences together they did all kinds of stuff down in Houston, but what I kind of did to volunteer down there was we um, went into like a low-income area, 
and we just handed out books to these little kids in this low-income area, and it was really heartwarming for sure. Caleb Stringer joining us. He's a senior at CMR. He's our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. And as a senior there, Caleb, do you have plans for next year? Do you know what you think you might want to be up to? Um, Next year, I'm planning on going into the Air Force and doing maybe some structural work with them. Um, definitely construction. I, um, if that always doesn't work out right away, I'm thinking of maybe getting into some construction jobs in Montana, um, just to keep my time going, get a job, get on my feet, stuff like that. Absolutely. Well, if it's something that you can do, God bless you, because I'm telling you what, it's a talent, my man, to do it. And if uh, and if you could go to the Air Force Academy, wow, how great would that be? And we wish you oh, cer- yeah. certainly the Big best. opportunity. A great opportunity. Hey, they run the mm-hmm. triple option, you know what I mean? They could use a mobile mm-hmm. guy, you know, out there running around a little bit. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Well, Caleb, we certainly appreciate your time with us, man. Best of luck to you for the rest of this year in, in spring and track and field and then uh, and beyond in whatever you do, okay? Perfect. Thank you. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. It's the chick who doesn't know sports. Carolyn. Oh boy! Now oh boy. I am absolutely no, not. Usually, do I get scared doing this job? But I am terrified <laughs> right now because Me too. we usually do this thing. Okay, uh, look behind it. Not totally live, and it's because you are a loose cannon. No Correct. one knows what in the world's going to come, you know, out of your mouth and how this is going to go. And the fact that you are doing this thing live right here in the mall in a family setting now makes me very, very wary. So, uh, you know, I just want you to consider that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's time for your segment and i'm happy that you're here in public and people already coming up going are you the chick who doesn't know my first fan my first i do i my ego is once again way out of control yeah no doubt well okay i know i know (laughs) i'm always walking around with a big swollen head all right. Just People think my head's swollen too, but that's just how it is. <laughs> it's just you just got a big head. So I mean, I have the world's largest head. In fact, I is bet you I can't even find a hat at that timber. What are they called? The paddle heads. The paddle heads. Yes. Yeah, no, my head is not a paddle head. You it have to get, go to Actually, XL. They, they brought you one that was big enough. I thought true, the one true. one time. All right, Carolyn. 
You don't know about sports? Tell us something about sports. What do you got today? <laughs> well, first and foremost, I'm excited to announce that my son Nick's soccer team won wow. their indoor championship last night. Big deal. Congratulations, Nick. Yeah, pretty exciting. Now, you Tell him to remember it because in all my sports career, I lost in the championship every single time. They've lost so he a might, lot. he might never win another one. It, that's okay. I don't care. He won one. He won one. I think you're going to be singing a different song for the next decade if he doesn't win another one, Carolyn. <laughs> you know? You know, I just love that he's out there playing anything, running yes. around, having team time. <laughs> we get to travel, so it's all good. And, you know, great group of kids. So I couldn't be happier no matter what. Uh, congratulations to Nick. We're very, yes. uh, very happy about that. What else you got? But really, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Okay. James Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Number one recruit in the country. Left Memphis after three games. Um, well, his he was fined $11,000, or he had to pay back the $11,000 that was paid for his moving expenses. Okay. And then he left. Now he's left the NBA, and he's going to be in the draft. Go left to college basketball. Left college basketball. I'm sorry. Yes. yes. See, I don't know. Okay. Here's my point. Yes. Who's who's watching out for him? Because here we go again, a 19-year-old getting millions of dollars without a college education, and I'm stressed out. You know, there's <laughs> a lot of people that don't have anybody to look out for them, and a lot of people that do that just do what they want to do anyway, and there's a lot of people that don't have millions of dollars. Like, could, would you rather be a 22-year-old college graduate with a huge amount of debt like most of us or a 19-year-old with no debt, millions of dollars, but no degree? Who cares? I care. Because I want him to invest. <laughs> I'm worried. You know how I feel about this. The thing that I think you're missing is that it's not that these guys don't have anybody there for them. It's that they have too many people. Well, that's there. true. Yeah, that's exactly. True. I mean, he's probably got 200 best friends at right. this exact moment in well, his I'm life. Well, I'm his best friend now, too. I forgot to mention. I'm going to be you're his money manager. You're the one looking manager. out for right. him. Yes. Actually, that's the difference. I would actually be looking out for him. You but, would you be. you know, I'm a good person. So, I just... I. I think we've talked about this before. I don't like these young kids going right into the NBA. You know, the thing for me on this, Coulter, seriously, is this is such a such a farce of the one-and-done rule that he's, not that he's making of it, but that it is, and he's showing why. Right. He showed up for three games, and he's done. He's like, yeah, you know what? Now nah, forget it. No, no, no. Memphis, keep, I'm out. I'm just going to go practice now. What is even the point? Other than, you know, the, the only thing I would say about Wiseman is the one draw to Meade, who's staying in school, is to go ahead and play in the tournament. I mean, Memphis is already right. like a, a number 10, 11 team in the nation, and right. he hasn't even played for them, basically. Right. And so with him there, who knows what's going to happen, especially when, I mean, it's wide open, man. Everybody's losing basketball games at the top of the, the you know, high major basketball right now. So I think Memphis has a really good team and with him would be poised potentially to be one of the teams, you know, in the tournament. And you're giving up that opportunity just from an experiential standpoint just to say you played in the NCAA which is which is to me I would think would be an awesome thing to be able to do but he's clearly you know locked the low said you know what I don't need this so okay I'm a, oh go ahead can't wait till they get rid of this rule just let them go straight out of high school the 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 highest percentage of success that the NBA has seen is the guys coming right out of high school it's the least bust potential that there is because if you're good enough to go to the NBA when you're 18, you're going to have so many resources, it's not even possible to fail. For every Eddie Curry and Darius Miles, there is a Tyson Chandler, a Kobe Bryant, a Tracy McGrady, a Kevin Garnett on down the line. So I just think that 
it's basketball. I mean, just think if you if your son was a prodigious piano player mm-hmm. or a great <laughs> violin player or a prodigy as a math student, and they could go work at a national bank before they ever got their college degree, and they got offered millions of dollars to do it. Wouldn't you want them to do that? I mean, yes, but I'm going to also point out the college is super fun, and how often do you get to have that experience I'm just when you're out, I'm just going to point out the NBA is super fun. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah so, but you don't have to pay bills in college. Well, I mean, you don't really have to worry about <laughs> your bills when you sign up. What is the matter with you? I'm just saying you have this opportunity to go to college for free, and you will play in the NBA when you're done. Why not just have some fun, play play for a great right. university, get an education, and then go make millions. Well, also, the level of spotlight that a guy like Wiseman is at, at a place like Memphis, he can't just, like, go out to the bars and stuff. Oh, please. I mean, I, I'm sure he can, but it's not the same experience. Oh, like, it's better. Uh, in some ways, <laughs> it's probably better. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's interesting. Anyways, Okay. Good, good one, though, Carolyn. That, that is, is a good one. A big story we like the Wiseman story. That's what outstanding. Else, what else do you got? All right. Well, Aaron Hernandez's is um, oh, Netflix documentary is coming out in January. Have you listened okay. to the podcast? I haven't listened to the podcast, but I um, am intrigued by the story because of the CTE, right? That's yep. the head injury. Yep. Yep. I, I did a little research, and it, they said that um, at Boston University revealed he had the worst case of it in history. Mm-hmm. That, of any brain that's been analyze an NFL player. Yeah, which I'm curious how much they'll delve into this in the documentary. Obviously, that's a huge part of it. And then, so then this happened with him. Are they testing other, you know, other NFL players? Well, it's so hard because you can't really get tested for it unless you're dead. (laughs) Like, you can't. Let me tell you something. Our good, good friend, Brian Salonen, former Grizzly and former NFL football player, just spent four days at Harvard being doing a full I, to say medical eval totally undersells it. I mean, you're talking about four days of being hooked up to machines, brain scans, tests, the whole thing. And I think we're going to get him on here to talk about this because this is so interesting. And he is one of, I think he said he was like one of 22 so far, so not very many that have gone in to do this, to basically do an assessment. Now, you're right, I think that they, they can't test, quote-unquote, for CTE as such, um, but they can check for proteins that are mm-hmm. that are representative of it. And also just in general to get, you know, I think a better idea of, of there's so few samples that I don't think we have a great, like, it's it's not like we can take 100 million and com- put them data together and go, okay, this is the norm, right? And then now we see where aberrations are happening and can talk about why. Like, everything, every single one of these is unique, but you got to start collecting the data at some point. So I think it is, uh, you know, it's obviously a hugely important thing to get done, and uh, and b- I don't know. I don't know what else. I don't know how to navigate the 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 rest of it yeah. other than you know this is and it, and it's not just. I mean, it's not just football guys. You know, some of the our, our uh, military service folks right. who've been over and come back and have been in combat have uh, you know obviously had concussion types of mm-hmm. events and things like that that have gone on and various other sports as well. So there's plenty of arenas in which this uh, you know is valuable and would be valuable. And I hope that uh, you know that's something that that 
continues to have a lot of progress made. Um, well, Mike, Mike oh. Nugent was here to take oh. your job, to tell. <laughs> oh, he was. He, he yeah. to go buy some presents for I his was, children. You okay. guys would be proud of me. Last Sunday, I was watching like CBS this morning or something, and Gronk was on yes. doing a little interview, and he sh- he was talking about how he left the NFL and how since he's left the NFL, his head has it used to be swollen. Like mm-hmm. he showed a picture of himself, you know, probably at the prime of his like right before he retired, and now. And he looks like a different, well, he doesn't look like a different person, but I mean, he said his head was swollen and that was part of his reason for leaving the NFL because he was suffering some issues, Right. which I thought that was awesome. Yeah. And he took himself and his, you know, his own health into consideration more than the millions of dollars. So another contender for my favorite oh football boy. player. Oh, oh boy. Brock. I think that, uh, first of all, the Boston Globe I think Wondery. Gronk should be your favorite football <laughs> player, just personally. Yeah, you guys are very much the same. Party boys. Uh, you oh. know, <laughs> the, the Boston Globe Wondery podcast, Gladiator, is the best piece of journalism I have consumed in the last 10 years. It's amazing. Everybody should listen to it. This, okay. this Netflix special will be very much along the same lines. But it's very, it's a microcosmic example of, like they say in that podcast, Football Inc., and just how being a talented football player can get you accelerated all the way to the top of the world with no consequences. Then all of a right. sudden, this guy commits multiple murders and commits suicide in prison. And it's an, it's excruciatingly sad. Yeah. But as far as the CTE stuff goes, I just want to know if there's a predisposition to it. In other words, if you play football, I think that there's a certain level of head injury you're going to suffer. And there's a certain level of CTE you're going to incur. But do, do people, are they born with a predisposition to have it worse than others? In other words... Aaron Hernandez only played three years in the NFL. There's guys that played 15 years in the NFL that don't right. have as bad a CT as him. Why? That's what I want to know the answer to the question. Excellent. Carolyn, do you have anything else for us? I have one more us? thing, okay. and it's controversial. Great. Oh, boy. Michael Vick. Okay. Yeah. He's still going to be an honorary captain in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I think he should not be. Why? Did you not see what he did? Yeah, I... So you, you're talking about with the dogs. With the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I mean, he went to prison for it. So he went to prison. For, but I mean, if you read the details on what his they were doing to these animals, it's so messed up. I almost swore just then. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. First of all, good avoidance. <laughs> really great filter by you. Thank you. Wow. Listen. Okay. I know people love their animals and love animals in general, and I do, and you should. I've had pets growing up, and I have pets now, and I like all of the pets and all of the dogs. And he should certainly not have done what he does did. It was messed up. It is messed up. And he went to jail for it, and he has paid his price to society and then some, and he should be a captain at the Pro Bowl. Well, I disagree. Okay. So that's it. We just agree to disagree on this. <laughs> I uh, I thought, you know, there was a lot of um, petitions going around. I thought they'd back down, but no, he's there. And he's going to get booed, and I'm going to be one of the booers. I, are you going to the Pro Bowl? I will are you be, be there? No, not Where is close. the Pro Bowl being played? I have no idea. Is it at Camping World Stadium in Orlando? That's where it was, and then I think they moved it back oh, to not in Hawaii. Hawaii anymore. Maybe it was, it and then it wasn't, and I think it actually Dude, might be Dude, I have back. not actually paid attention to the Pro Bowl until it, since Kevin Falk tore his ACL playing flag football on the beach some oh. 17 years ago. Here's my opinion, just to go back to the controversy. Okay. There are far worse things that humans have done to other humans that have like paid... the NFL? ...that have paid far worse of a price 
than what he paid for what he did. And that is not a justification of what he did at all. All I'm saying is on a scale, I don't know. Let me ask a question. It's kind of whack to me. Why not Jim McMahon? (laughs) (laughs) Why was he that great? Of a player? Michael Vick? Uh, yes. Oh. He was... A- Michael Vick, there, there was a few athletes at the turn of the 21st century that just captured the imagination of America for several different reasons, but mostly because of just, like, the cultural symbolism that they represented. Yeah. And Michael well, Vick... And also because we've never seen anybody they, ever they've never in the history seen of the game like that, that right. could do what he did. Like, like Alan Iverson and Michael Vick were, like, the two guys that were just... Mm-hmm. they were. It didn't matter how good they actually were. Because of who they were and how they carried themselves. Well, it themselves. did matter how good but, they actually but were. It, that added to it, but just like the bravado and the flash, and, and just like how exceptionally explosive they were, while also being not that big. It, it, those two guys right. really led the charge in terms of star athletes in like the post Michael Jordan era. Michael Vick is the only player in the history of sports that got two separate one hundred million dollar contracts. Now, maybe that doesn't make you happy because you're poo pooing this, but. That is remarkable. It would make me happy if he donated some of that money to the Humane Society. Well, he's done actually quite a lot. <laughs> I don't know if you followed his steps after leaving A, a little bit, prison. but then every okay. time I saw his name, I wanted to barf, so I stopped. But. Okay. I'm happy that he's a captain at the Pro Bowl. He should be, and he should be back in football wherever he wants. Well, he is to a certain extent, but... Should do whatever he wants. Well, I'm voting for Jim McMahon for 2021. Jim McMahon is great. Let me ask you this, Carolyn. Okay, it's Friday. I think this is the second day of the Star Wars movie being out. Yeah. You are planning to go over here to the AMC, which is right here at the Southgate sure Mall next to us, and watch this movie tonight with the family. Are yes. you a big Star Wars gal? You pumped up about this? I am really excited because my family's so excited, and I watched. I was really into the first, you know, the original. Yeah. Didn't like the second trilogy. By the original, you mean the original of the new ones or the original like in the 70s? The 70s and okay, 80s. Yes. Um, and then they came out with some in like the mid-2000s wasn't into and then these ones have been super fun because they're a little nostalgic. So pretty excited. So I don't know anything about Star Wars, the new Star Wars. <laughs> Did I, you watch Star Wars? Are you Star yeah, Wars? yeah, I've seen the, I mean, I saw the original Star Wars. I saw, I saw the first new Star Wars with Natalie Portman yeah, sort of no, like way those back. Ones are awful. Okay, but but that's the only one that yeah. I've ever watched of the new ones. Because when I watched, I was like, okay, well, yeah. I mean, I guess so. It's those not really ones, like, deal. you can just pretend they never happened, and then they came out <laughs> in like 2010, I think, or two, no, 2014, I think, was um, the new new ones by J.J. Abrams, and okay. those ones have been super fun. Okay, like you so got, this is the third of those, yes. or this is the sixth of those? Oh God, it's the third trilogy. Okay. So it's the ninth so of those. So now there's like 11 of these. <laughs> Don't things. make me too mad. Don't it's make three me squared. Mad. I think I know yeah. how this works. Yeah. But then they've been throwing too. some other ones in there, and then there's Mandalorian on, on Disney+. Plus. Right, there's a lot happening. Right, the Mandalorian thing. But yeah. yes, I'm, I'm pumped. My kids are pumped. You just My husband's can't, pumped. They can't let it be, though. It, now, listen. God bless all the Star Wars for, folks out there. I got a lot of them in my life, and I know that they're pumped up about this. But, I mean... It's just a, it's just such a money grab, man. I know. It's, you know? Great. Well, every, it's great. I mean, let's be honest. Every movie that's in theaters for the last three or four years has been nothing but a money grab. Like Avengers and all, all the no Marvel such, stuff. There's no such thing as a film that actually makes it to the Megaplex theater anymore. Yeah, well, 
that no, 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 no. That's not totally true. I think there's been some interesting. Here's what ones. I love about this, and then I'll and then I'll let you guys go back to sports. My <laughs> husband got to watch, and I will be well with watch these Star Wars movies when we were kids, mm-hmm. like our kids' age. And now our kids are watching, them and we get to watch them with them, and it's just super fun. See, and I just love fun. that. That's and a great. So, that, you, that's the best sale on this whole thing that I've ever heard. So do it. Go watch it. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 